Hello, you are listening to the Shaman Saif podcast, where we discuss everything and anything related to health, mindset, and happiness. Because it it reframes your thinking on the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset. So, you know, the, the classic one is, you know, if you see a glass and there's some water in it, is it half empty or is it half full? Well, instead of thinking, yeah. is it half empty or is it half full? What you should be thinking is how do we put more water in it? Yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Instead of saying it's one or the other, <laughs> there's a secret third growth option. Um, and how, you know, I can see why you kind of see things that way because a lot of the things you do is like starting from you pioneer many things Ricky like you know a lot of the things you do are like the start for the people who follow you and then we for instance the virtual classes mm-hmm. you've been doing uh, you started it earlier so you launched it and then um, a lot of people are like hey that's actually something we can mm-hmm. do and the thing is you don't keep it to yourself you're you're telling us all mm-hmm. of us that uh, people will, their members will follow mm-hmm. them rather than follow you or like people who are more well known than them because they're because they know their instructors and I find that really inspirational because you're not trying to like steal everyone's audience you're telling everyone you're all leaders you can lead your own little tribe you can lead your own little group yeah I, th- I yeah. think I, d- I don't know I cannot imagine knowing how to do it and not sharing it with other people Good morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever time you're choosing to listen to this podcast and wherever you're situated around the globe at the moment, whether you're from the UK or in you're currently in Malaysia or somewhere in between. First of all, I'd like to thank you for your time, taking out your precious time of your day to listen to this podcast. In this episode, I discuss, I discuss life, fitness, and everything in between with Ricky Long. Most of you will know Ricky from his stint in Les Mills as he is an international trainer for Les Mills. However, some of you, most of you, will also him will also know that him as a fitness entrepreneur in his own defined terms. The business owner of and founder of Jump 4.2 Hub, a triathlete and more so a massive source of inspiration, both professionally and personally, um, for fitness professionals and for people who are also not in the fitness profes- professional realm. <laughs> right, in this podcast, um, we discuss how lockdown and COVID-19 has changed Ricky's life and routine. The best thing that's hap- that's come out to him from COVID-19. His why, the reasons why he does what he does, which will might help you find your own reasons. Morning routines, book recommendations, and his pivotal moments of struggle that made Ricky Long who he was and is. Um, other things we talk about is the filming of Les Mills United, which is currently on, ongoing for some for people around the globe. And certain tips he gave for people 
young young people especially who are trying to make it out out in this life and make their mark. One interesting thing that I've observed from um, Ricky's channel is that unlike where most businesses flailed and struggled to survive after the lockdown began in most countries, his business actually expanded. And the best thing is that he used his knowledge and pass it on to other fitness professionals for them to flourish in their own business and brands, which I find is very amazing. So I found this episode absolutely inspirational and I hope that you will gain as much benefit from it as I did. It was more a conversation than an actual interview and for that I'm glad. Um, I'll put in a plug for you to go over to Ricky's channel podcast after this, which you can find in iTunes, in Anchor, in Google Podcasts, and um, have a browse. He, there's a lot of things that Ricky comes up with as a thought leader and inspiration that might make you rethink some of the things you're doing or thinking in life, not just as a fitness professional, but as an entrepreneur, as someone who is having doubts about themselves and trying something new. So go over to his channel, have a look-see, and if you're listening to this episode right now, please tag me on Instagram, on Facebook, tag Ricky, and reach out to connect. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Now, I know you're just here for Ricky, not for me, so I'll let us proceed on with the episode. Hello. 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 This is fantastic. I have not done Anchor like with another person before. Really? How do you normally do your um, usual, how do you say this, uh, interview podcasts? I do it through Zoom and then I just take, um, take the audio, obviously, for, um, for a podcast. Okay, see, I did not think that that was possible. <laughs> but listen, it, it's possible. Most people use Anchor native kind of the way you are. I've just never done it before. Um, but and the first thing I've noticed is the connection is a lot better than when I use Zoom. <laughs> yeah, and you can also add more people in. It seems like there's a, an icon at the top. So, I mean, I'm going to have to investigate this. So that's the first <laughs> thing I've learned in this podcast. Well, that that that's nice to um, know <laughs> that you know it's two ways. Um, how have you been? I've been really, really good. How are you? Um, I'm good. It's the second last day of Ramadan. So. Uh huh. Eid is on Sunday and, you know, we've fasted for 29 days now and I'm looking forward to eat because I can sleep <laughs> better. <laughs> uh, Usually you spend it with, like Christmas, you know, with family, but um, I'm having a quiet one because of the lockdown. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How's lockdown been for, for you? You know, um, I know we spoke a couple of times in the jump group. Um, it been? Well, Malaysia started it much earlier. Like uh, we started on was it eighteenth March, I believe. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. was like quite um, abrupt. Like they just gave us one day to hurry up, stock up on things, and then go lockdown. And it's been <laughs> extended every like quite a couple of times since then. Like I think the most memorable time was the day that extended on April Fools. So before, like, is this real or is this like a joke? And then we found out that it was real, basically. <laughs> and, um, they lifted it last week but it's um it was a moment how does this restricted lift basically like it, some essential services went back to things yeah but 
we will continue it for a while. I think. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? How is the? I've been following the UK updates, but uh, you know, I'd like to just hear it from your point of view. Well, obviously, the UK is kind of. I mean, in my opinion, the UK they haven't handled it very well. They should have. They should have looked at what was happening in the rest of the world and knowing how busy the UK is and in terms of travel. Um, not just in and out of the country, but within the country, they just should have shut the whole place down. Um, they probably did it, but in my opinion, you know, I'm not an expert. You know, this is from watching the news. They should have probably done it a month before. Um, they actually did it. So I think it went on the 23rd of March. I know that because I posted about it on social the other day. And then now they're coming out of it. So they're going through the phases. And I'll be, I'll be totally honest with you, I haven't looked too much into it for the simple reason it's not going to change what I'm doing. Like phase yeah. one and two won't change how I operate in any way, shape or form. Um which I find completely amazing. Everything you've been doing on Facebook and Instagram, all the live online workouts you've been doing, how you've been connecting to people, it's absolutely amazing. Hundred percent. You know, like I, I've been, I've been working in the online space full time since twenty seventeen, and before that, I did stuff online. Um, so it's like as soon as soon as the question arose two three months ago, how do we stream classes online? I already knew how to do it. I just never done it, so I just needed the action and i think that's what not just the fitness industry by the way that that's what everyone is now going to realize that the online space is there for every industry to be used abused yeah yeah even office working i think um yeah that's that's a nice uh see into the next thing uh ricky i'm just going to start this with a story if you don't mind um so since when I came back to Malaysia, I had like about a month of adjusting. And then I started attending classes again um, in other gyms to like make connections and hopefully get my foot into teaching. <laughs> uh, so I attended a random person's class. And then at the end, I just went up to the instructor to introduce myself. And uh, they were like, oh, so you were, so you did body pump training in the UK? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, so do you know like someone called Ricky Long? And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. Um, oh. A couple of times. And he's, and this this instructor was like, um, yes, he's very well known for, like, performance and stuff. How does that feel? <laughs> you, know, like, you know, like, obviously, you're pretty well known in Les Mills land, obviously, and outside. But, you know, to know that in a random conversation across the globe, you know, across seas, someone drops your name in like that. And I had my students of fame for knowing you. <laughs> I, I'm not going to give you the standard answer here, by the way, because I'm just going to say I absolutely love to hear that, and the biggest <laughs> and the biggest thing that I love to hear because the standard answer, you mean, would be something like, "Oh, it's it's so good that you know the brand is so well known all around the world." That that's the standard answer. I'm not going to give you that. It's great that what I've done on social media has positioned me in such a way where I'm, yes, yes known for teaching classes but they use the word that your your friend used your fellow instructor and say performance yes um, exactly a genuine ricky long right? yeah because because that's what i do you know i i come from I, I don't care about when i'm teaching a class i care about the experience that that member gets whether there's one person there in there or a thousand people in there i care about their experience i don't care about technique don't care about coaching i don't care about connection as such i just care about the overall entertainment factor so 
Some days that might be an excellent display of technique. Some day it might be coaching. I go in with the focus. You know what? This is this is going to be entertaining. So can I rephrase that? Basically, what you're what you're thinking about when you go into a class is what your your people need that day. Is that right? Yeah, and it's probably more so in, in my head. It's what are they going to remember from this workout? That's that's really nice. I'm jotting that down for my own future use. <laughs> yeah, you know how can I make them remember it? Because you know, it's uh, let's just say it's a sixty minute class. It's sixty minutes out of their day. Perhaps they have done five workouts that week. Um, what is going to make this workout stand out to them? Where you can talk about behavioural change, you know, I, I, I talk about the analogy of you know when you brush your teeth, like you you wouldn't dream of starting a day without brushing your teeth. And it's, yes, unless you're in lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we as fitness professionals, we should be doing everything in our power to make fitness and exercise as standard a part of someone's day as possible. Yes. So it's not, oh, no, I have to go to the gym. It's I'm going to the gym. That is part of my day. That is part of my journey to work. That is part of my journey home from work. That's what I do at the lunchtime, whatever. Yeah, and I, or having coffee, right? That's it. Yeah, and you know, my gift, in in my opinion, my self proclaimed gift is I'm capable of standing at the front of the class, and um, just when I say find the entertainment, it's not always me. It's not always something I'm doing, but I'll find the entertainment in some way. Um, don't always get it right. Don't get me wrong, but. <laughs> But enough times that people know you for this personality that you have. I yeah, think. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, can I round that back? So, in because I think some of our audience might not know, considering that this uh, is extending towards Malaysian audience as well. Mm -hmm. Who is Keelong like, to you? Love that question. Um, <laughs> the reason why I love that question is your the answer should always change as time progresses and depend on who asks you. Um, so who am I? I am a fitness entrepreneur. Sorry, I'll say that again. I am a fitness entrepreneur and I get a real kick, a real buzz out of helping people with their fitness journey and their fitness business. Uh, I spend a lot of time and effort um, both working with people like in terms of fitness programming Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the old school ones, you know, let's let's lose weight, let's build muscle, you know, let's work on flexibility, let's work on sports performance. Um, and then something which I've developed into in the last two or three years is helping fitness professionals with their business. So the, the standard one is how a group fitness professional who's maybe teaching, you know, 10, 15 classes a week can earn, essentially earn more money without actually teaching more classes because, you know, there's a there's a natural ceiling on your physicality of how many classes you can teach. Um, so I'm yes. someone who, who helps fitness professionals with that. Um, personally, I am someone who I've recently changed how I train in the last, I'd say, year. I've kind of transitioned from hit workouts, um, CrossFit style workouts to endurance workouts. Um, you know, I've, I've completed a marathon the last year. I've done a swimming marathon. Um, I'm, I'm in the triathlon right now. Um, yes, that's tomorrow, isn't it? You're, you're about to do Ironman Gorok. Yeah, yeah, you said it right. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the short story is the Ironman itself 
which is like a 12, 14 hour event, was meant to be tomorrow in Lanzarote, obviously cancelled and rightly so. Um, so I've decided li- literally on Wednesday, I'm going to do uh, a smaller distance triathlon on Saturday. But having, having said that, you know, if anyone was to look at the weather for the UK right now, you will see that the UK is experiencing like the hottest few days of the year. With, um, what's, this, what's the general temperature like? If you don't well, in most of the UK, it's between 20 and 25, which, you know, for Brits, I mean, that's, that's, that's bikini weather. But, Spud, when you hear this, on the west coast of Scotland, where I live, there's a storm on top of us. So, oh, goodness. yeah, the rain is going sideways. There's not a chance you're getting in that sea, and it's due to last for 24 hours. So I'm kind of thinking it might not be tomorrow. There's a chance it could be Sunday but it's more likely to be next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that you're going to do a great job at it. I mean, you know, you're going to smash it probably. Yeah, I um, hope so. I remember, I remember when you did that mar- marathon and you posted about it. Everyone was like rooting you on. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, is that why your training style has changed recently? I mean, in the last year or so? Here, here's what's changed. And I'm very honest about this is probably my whole 10 years of using social media for fitness mm-hmm. i've been i've posted the motivational quotes i've posted the mindset stuff and i really went which i love personally by <laughs> yeah good good and you know i've went hard in that especially over the last two or three years um and i used to use a couple of phrases a lot um like lean into the discomfort um and you know about growing when you're outside the comfort zone um and your mindset is everything you know when your body thinks you're done you're actually only at 40 percent and I suddenly yeah. realized, well, I'm, I'm not actually doing any of this. I'm, I'm saying all of this. You know, it's, it's time I actually went and did something. So I thought, okay, what's, what's a hard event? And with less than a week's notice, I did a sprint triathlon. So I'm, I'm a natural swimmer. So that's not a problem. Wow. I did, did the sprint triathlon. Um, and that was like an hour and a half. Um, and I thought, right, you know, what, what's next? And... I've done a swimming marathon, which is a 10K swim. Um, wow. I've done a running marathon. Coming from someone who cannot swim at all, <laughs> um, who cannot swim to save her life, that's incredible. Oh, listen, sw- swimming's my physical gift. Swimming is effortless for me. It's what I grew up doing. Um, so like, I always say this. Mermaid Ricky. <laughs> yeah. If I... Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever done a Les Mills module with me. I know we did the the advanced one, where, you know, with Kylie Gates. Yes, uh, I have not done one with you. I tried to book into a CX with you, I believe. Yeah. I think that was cancelled that weekend or something yeah. because of bad weather. You know in a module how we all stand up and we'll say an interesting fact? My, my yeah. interesting fact is when I was 16, I represented Northern Ireland at international level twice in the same day for two different sports. Wow. And one of them was Yeah, it was either. swimming in the afternoon and uh, the UK schools championships or whatever it was. And then in the evening, it was playing for Northern Ireland against England. Um, so, yeah, you know, swim, swimming was my sport. So it, it's the idea of getting in the pool and doing a two, three-hour session really, really excites me. Whereas the idea of going in, especially now, the idea of going into the gym and doing 30 minutes of weights, like it, it doesn't, it really doesn't turn me on in any way, shape or form. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really good to know that, you know, you found a 
how to say this, of changing way to train, uh-huh. right? Um, for me, since the lockdown started, I've, I've turned kind of the other way. I've been more into what's hit training, uh-huh. especially like since Ramadan started, because I want to get it done fast and quick so I can eat afterwards. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, okay. Um, sorry, Ricky. Like, I meant to ask you about this, but we got really sidetracked. But I really like all of that. Um, the You mentioned that you help fitness you're a fitness entrepreneur uh-huh. and you help uh, fitness professionals mm-hmm. in their kind of life and job. Yeah. Can I ask, uh, I know you're a fan of Simon Sinek, mm-hmm. I think. Yep, big yeah. fan. What's your why then? Oh, Jesus, there's one. Uh, there's so many different ways to, to answer that. And again, that's one of those ones that will change is yes. I have struggled as a fitness professional. And the reason why I want to help people is because the mistakes I made were easy, preventable. And that's both from a physical point of view and from a business point of view. My second why is I want to be in a financial position within the next 10 years where money is no, uh, when I say no object, it's not a concern for my mum. Um, and then another big one. I'm, financially free. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not talking like millions and millions of pounds. That, w- that would be lovely. But it's it's more so, you know, my mum lives in Belfast. I live in Scotland. So I need to be in a position where I can go between the two countries, um, which involves either a boat or a plane um, at the drop of a hat. Um, so that that's probably when I first made the decision to go online that was like okay if I'm going to go online the reasons why are sorry the only way I can go online and stay in Scotland is if I can earn enough money where I can travel to Belfast every single month no matter what except for (laughs) COVID-19 yes I can imagine so yes I I realize you're family and you know your mom is obviously very important mm-hmm. to you like if it's anyone who follows you on social media can see that uh but so since the lockdown like either COVID-19 how has your your routine changed has it changed much it, it's changed massively everyone's has um mm. so my I love my morning routine as you'll know from you know, talking to me and spend the time during jump is my morning routine used to be up around 5 five thirty. I'm out of the house within half an hour and I would have driven 20 minutes to the gym. I got onto a treadmill and I just walked for 20, 30 minutes. And then I started my workout. That was how I woke up every single day. And then because obviously the gym's closed, COVID-19, I was kind of getting up at like half five, six most mornings, but because I'd nowhere to go, Mm-hmm. I kind of, I you know, just I wasn't productive with my time. So it was maybe like, all right, it's seven o'clock and I'm still sitting on my sofa. It's eight o'clock, I'm still here, and nine o'clock. And the longer you spend sitting on your sofa, especially in the mornings for me, um, the harder it is to get up. Yeah, you're a morning person. I can see. I yeah, can... but mornings are my time. You know, if I haven't done my, I, I split my day up in the, the segments. I have my creative stuff and my reactive stuff. So I can only do creative stuff to a high level first thing in the morning. So if I want to record podcasts, they are generally first thing in the morning. Um, if 
however, if I'm a guest on someone's podcast, that's, I call, classify that as reactive. I'm actually better at that in the afternoon. So I just need to answer your questions. I don't need to ask you anything. I love that, that um, timing split to like maintain your productivity. Yeah, 100%. I, I have to do it. Um, so yeah, the, the mornings are mine and it clashes a little bit with Lindsay because Lindsay is the exact opposite. Just to interject here, Lindsay Morrison is Ricky's partner. Um, she is also an international Les Mills trainer, most notably in Grit. And she has her own podcast channel, which I recommend you to check out. However, she's a night person, very much so. Very much so. You know, when we sit down after dinner, um, she'll have her laptop open. My laptop will be away. Whereas when she gets up in the morning, chances are I'm already up about. I've either trained or my laptop's already open. Um, and it used to, I don't know if I would say it used to clash, but you can now leverage it. So, you know, I'm, I would be the active person in the morning. So if things need done, I would um, get a lot of things done. Whereas in the evening, it's the other way around. That's great though, because it gives you both space to like do your own thing and connect in a different yeah, way. I you, I'm trying to remember what oh. book it was that I kind of had this realization. I think it just might've been called Sleep. Um, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't. I'm sorry. There's a book where there's loads of information about this, about, you know, being a morning person and an evening person. And it's what, it's kind of like why your brain thinks like that. It is called Sleep and it's, why we sleep i don't think it? it's why we sleep i just think it's called sleep and it, it's nick little house or nick little heels one or the other i'm going to be googling yeah it's a good book it's an easy read as well it's only about 300 pages um and it's it, i really liked it because he uses a lot of football analogies on it <laughs> i can see your passion for football and both swimming um actually i meant to ask this later but i will edit the podcast out to flow better but uh, what, what, what's your, how does this favorite book? Do you have a recommendation for people so that, at the moment? That, do you have a I know. Oh, okay, the one Sorry. book I would say that everyone needs to read is Mindset by Carol Dweck. Mindset, yes, yeah. I love that book. You know, after that, it, it, I think it's really, um, it's, it's, what's the word? It's too big a sweeping statement after that for anyone to say this is a book you know this is my favorite book everyone should read it it depends what's going on with you and depends on your audience i mean who you're talking yeah about as well, e right? exactly so that that mindset book is very very good i've read it three times um why will you recommend pardon why, why will you recommend it sorry because it it reframes your thinking on the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset so, you know, the, the classic one is, you know, if you see a glass and there's some water in it, is it half empty or is it half full? Well, instead of thinking, yeah. is it half empty or is it half full? What you should be thinking is how do we put more water in it? Yes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Instead of saying it's one or the other, <laughs> there's a secret third growth option. Um, and how, you know, I can see why you kind of see things that way because a lot of the things you do is like starting from you pioneer many things Ricky like you know a lot of the things you do are like the start for the people who follow you and then you, for instance the virtual classes mm -hmm. you've been doing uh, you started it earlier so you launched it and then um, a lot of 
people were like, hey, that's actually something we can uh-huh. do. And the thing is, you don't keep it to yourself. You're, you're telling us, all uh-huh. of us, that uh, people, will, their members will follow uh-huh. them rather than follow you or like people who are more well-known than them because they're, because they know their instructors. And I find that really inspirational because you're not trying to like steal everyone's audience. You're telling everyone you're all leaders. You can lead your own little tribe. You can lead your own little group. Yeah, I I think, I I don't know. I cannot imagine knowing how to do it and not sharing it with other people. Because for for me... (laughs) Some people want to hog all the... Yeah, and that's... You know, maybe works for other people, and they have their reasons for doing that. And it's a whole. I'll, I'll give you an example. I had a, a conversation with another instructor um, last week, and the instructor worded their problem with me um, something like, "I keep having instructors coming and doing a few of my workouts, then they stop doing my workouts, and I see on social media they're starting to do their own." So I saw that and I thought, well, instructors have been doing this with me as well. And I I know why they're doing it. So I just put a a social media post out there and I basically said, any instructors who wants to know how we run our classes in order to do it yourself, come and do our classes. You know, rather than it be this kind of battle, this competitive streak, um, you know, one of the biggest faults of the fitness industry i'm going off on a tangent here one of the biggest faults of the fitness industry is it is quite close-minded and people don't help each other enough yeah they see it as competition with limited 100 whereas if more fitness professionals helped each other if more fitness businesses like gyms helped each other more people as in the public would be doing fitness therefore instead of something like is it 10% of the UK is a member of a club in terms of gyms or book clubs or anything like that? Something like 10%. Instead of 10% of, I don't know, 60 million people, we might bump that up to about 20%. Now, all of a sudden, we're all fishing from a pool of 12 million people instead of 6 million people. I I think that's amazing. Like if you how this, if you can the more of us help each other and inspire each other to help out, the more we can reach yeah. different people, I think. Yeah. Um yeah. Okay. Sorry, my mind's like processing everything you said. Uh, um can I ask you what's uh what's been the thing you've struggled with the most? Is something that you're willing to share here and um like how did you overcome it? How, how do you overcome it? Um, struggled with the most good question. Take yourself. Good question. <laughs> um, just curious, like, what's the pivotal turning moment for Ricky Long? Obviously, there's a lot, but what comes to mind when this is asked, basically? I'm try. I am trying to think. You know, struggled with the most. I'll give you a couple of things that I've maybe struggled with. Um, sure. Um, <laughs> so back in 20... <laughs> Do you know what? It's coming up. <laughs> it's coming up, you know, on the memory section of Facebook. It's coming up for me now. Five years ago, May five years ago, we opened our gym. Were yeah, I'm still 24. 24 <laughs> um, Ricky and his audience have this ongoing inside joke. 
in which he is forever and always 24 years old. Just to explain the inside joke here. We opened our gym, The Long Fitness, in uh, Bangor, Northern Ireland. Um, and okay. small membership base, you know, roughly 300 people. Um, everyone knew each other. Everyone was from the same postcode. Everyone knew me uh, professionally and personally. And Sounds like very family style gym. Th- that is it, exactly. Listen, listen, see if we were still, op- see if COVID-19 had have hit then. There is not a doubt in my mind mm-hmm. those 300 members would insist on still paying their monthly membership. There's no doubt in my head. No oh, doubt wow. whatsoever. That's um, a priority. But yeah, f- fast forward, um, if I'm totally honest, the business model at the time wasn't right. So the business basically wasn't earning enough to, um, to survive. And I ended up resigning from the business which was difficult and moved to Scotland for a job. And I had the realization when I was teaching for Village Edinburgh, I was teaching um, classes for Village Edinburgh. And it was, there was this really, really busy Monday night class. It was body pump effect. And I remember looking at the people in front of me, w- wonderful people. But I remember looking at them thinking, this, this isn't good enough. And it's kind of like, I will never have what I had in Belong Fitness anywhere else. Like that mm-hmm. was that was 10 out of 10 in Belong Fitness in terms of the member connection with the staff connection, just everything. Um, and as wonderful as, as it is teaching classes in Edinburgh and Glasgow, um, it just wasn't doing it for me anymore. So it was kind of like, I cannot continue to teach 15 classes a week. I have to now do something else. So what I've done is you asked me how I overcome that. You know, I, I pivoted mm-hmm. I pivoted my job. I pivoted how I earned money. Um, as we said at the start of the podcast, moved onto the online space. And now I teach, well, ordinarily, I teach three classes a week. Right now I'm doing about seven or eight because they're all online. Um, whereas three classes a week, I, I enjoy those three classes. They're fun. Uh, can I know? Um, on a Wednesday are? morning, um... Um, I would do a body pump straight into CX Works, and on a Thursday lunchtime, I do a grit class, which is normally grit strength. Oh wow! Oh, I I love how the grit um, module is kind of changing right now. Well, not changing, but how well I've been looking yeah. at recent releases. Yeah. Joe, you, know, you know what you should listen to. You might have already listened to it. Lindsay did a podcast last week with Aaron. Yes, yeah, you listened. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Um, I I I was really looking forward to that when it came out. Um, nowadays I do this kind okay. of rehab for my shoulders for posture. I remember you posted something on Facebook about that, mm-hmm. or during the start of the lockdown, like anticipating mm-hmm. what people need already. Um, and while I was doing it, I was listening to the podcast, and I'm really excited yeah. for what's coming next because it sounds like it's going to be. Really yeah, absolutely. Cool. You know, you can see all um, the programs from Les Mills. I'm sounding like the, the Les Mills ambassador right now, aren't I? Um, <laughs> all the Les Mills programs have evolved <laughs> over the last you know year to two years. Um, and that's just to do yeah. with industry trends. And you know, the industry has just had one of the biggest kick up the asses it's ever had. So I think the next 12 months in terms of program design for all of them, we're going to see it's massive, good. massive changes. I cannot wait. I don't think it's uh, more like Les Mills ambassadorship. I think it's more like you can 
how to say this, you can grow apart from your roots without um how to say this, you can grow from your roots look, look at you with the quotes right. I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no no it's just I like I've been reading a lot in the lockdown um <laughs> you can blame it on that right uh, I I think that's a nice seat to get into this. Uh, you've I've been seeing on social media a lot about mm-hmm. Les Mills United. Uh, I think you're part of that filming. Is there anything? Um, yeah. You can so share obviously, words in lockdown. Les Mills are still in full production of all their um, mm-hmm. releases, and the PDs for each program, program directors, um, have all come to the agreement that they're going to include trainers from all around the world in the program so i think there's 300 in total and for you know that's across maybe 10 programs so you may be looking at about 30 presenters per program um i've been chosen for body pump and the way the way we think it's going to work is the program directors are filming from either their you know their house or possibly the studios in auckland because auckland come out of lockdown a little bit earlier than the the uk Certainly, they're certainly the UK. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. They've really done it well. From yeah, and then it's going to cut to, you know, the other 30 or so trainers per program doing the same release in their own surroundings, whether that's, you know, the, their bedroom, their living room, or, you know, if you can get outside, if it's safe, wherever they are. So um, I, I'm lucky enough to be chosen for Pump. Lindsay's been chosen for two of the GRIT programs, GRIT Cardio, GRIT Athletic. Uh, yeah, so I'll be very honest with you. The deadline to have it in is next weekend, and we still haven't received oh, wow. ours. Um, but that that's not a problem. You know, we'll have four or five days because we, we just have to learn the choreography. We don't have to teach it. You know, it's just like moving to it. So, oh. okay, yeah. That's not so bad, actually. Yeah, you know, it's, it's nice. It's, it's a non-speaking uh, rule, as I call it. Um, and, yeah, I, I think... <laughs> You know, these will always obviously go live in September for the world to see. And I think they will be met with um, really favourable intrigue from not just within Les Mills land, but from a, a wider industry perspective. Yes, the online space has mm-hmm. been really boosting up. I, like, I'm not even just talking about Les Mills. I'm talking about um, things mm-hmm. like Zumba or... Um, even the free apps that you can get to exercise with, it's really yeah. showing up nowadays. At, at least, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what's been the best thing for you that's come up from the lockdown? The best thing, the best thing. <laughs> you taught yeah, me to ask the question. So I know. Well done. <laughs> um. The best thing you know what's been really really good is um just to give you a little bit of um what's the word i'm looking for to share this properly um because the schools here have closed um Lindsay's daughter emily okay. has been spending a lot of time with us during the day so she would split her time between you know our house and her dad's house and but obviously, when she's with us, it's through the week. And, you know, normally she's at school and Lindsay and I are in and out of the house doing whatever we're doing. But because we've been locked down, um, Lindsay and Emily have actually 
uh, t- turned into like best friends. You know, they're mother and daughter first and foremost. But yeah, oh, it's, it's really been noticeable, and you know, I because you know, I see a change in Lindsay when she's around Emily, um, which is just really nice. So for me, that's been the best thing to see and hear. Oh, Ricky, um, I have to say, I was expecting an answer like, oh, um, connecting better with people across <laughs> like, the virtual screen, you know, realizing that you can, but, but this is amazing. This is like personal, like we all, how does this, people always share like their highs and everything, but they don't really share like what goes on behind the scenes. Thank you for that. Like, yeah, really, not a problem. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, can I ask how, how em- Emily's 17, Sorry, so I... she's going to be 18 um, in okay. a couple of months time. So, you know, fingers fingers crossed, every 18-year-old's dream is as long as the pubs are open on your 18th birthday. Um, That's what we're all hoping for. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, that's true. Unless you're in Malaysia, we celebrate in a different way. How how, how would an 18-year-old celebrate it in in Malaysia? Just out of curiosity. uh, (laughs) Different cultures. (laughs) We don't really go drinking that much uh, well you know pups you know the same way you ha- pups is like yeah. a friday night thing to do i think mm-hmm. for us, more like movies or this or mm. like coffee shops yeah it, it was something <laughs> i had to adapt to when i came to the uk like, that... um, i didn't understand oh yeah we have these things called ma- this these things called mamas it's like um late night eateries so it'll be open until like three four in the morning and you have like very Malaysian foods to eat. And that's how people, Ooh. that's the version of the pub, basically. So when I came to the UK and we had, um, you know, like I was asking, how do people socialize outside hours? Because everything shuts at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m., right? And people are like, the pub. That's outstanding. <laughs> oh, I love that. So it's such a different cultural difference. <laughs> Maybe at some point, if you come to Malaysia, I'll take you to the places but be, be ready to oh, put I'm ready. because our I'm ready. Are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um Ricky you're a pioneer of many things as I you know as we as we've established earlier so can I ask where do you get your inspiration I th- from I think like or who is your inspiration like is there a person is I something? would quite often something like this and I would even previously have posted stuff on social media um around inspiration and motivation but i 100 percent think you do not need inspiration or motivation if you're connected enough to your purpose your reason why and i know we touched on the reason why earlier on today and you know your reason why doesn't have to be a you know world changing you know i want world peace thing you know what like one of my one of my reasons why i'm sitting looking at it right now there's a picture of a black bmw x5 jeep which i want i want an x5 now if if wow why is that oh listen it's a it's a complete male ego thing let's not let's be honest about this (laughs) i just want that car (laughs) but that that in itself for me isn't enough to motivate me to get up out of bed and to post on social media and connect with my clients you know it's got to be something bigger for me but that being said that could be enough for someone the same time, I have two, I have two pictures here of my niece and nephew. Or like, there's a lot of parents out there who will. I mean, I couldn't imagine working seventy hours a week between two jobs the way a lot of parents have to and need to, but they don't think. 
And the way they have to teach people, to yeah. teach their children now in London. Yeah, and, I really, and really they don't think twice about that because their reason why is just to put food on the table for their kids. So... So, like, in, in answer to the question, inspiration comes from inside, and if if your motivation, sorry, if your purpose and your goal is strong enough, you're inspired and motivated enough for anything. Okay, that that's something to chew on. So, um, just to clarify, you, the to you, the purpose doesn't have to be altruistic. It can be like. Um, yeah. something you want for yeah. yourself but for you personally it for you personally that something you want for yourself yeah. is not enough to get you up and moving it has to be something connected to someone yeah, else and the, the people you're serving for, that, that's just what it is for me for other people it can be totally internal and totally external um, so I'll use the example of Gary V Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk so he has said for years mm-hmm. upon years he is going to buy the New York Jets uh, he needs five or six hundred million dollars in order to do that, and he said from the start it's going to be a cash transaction. There, you know, there's not going to be deposits or installments. So he has told everyone, and why does he want to do that? Because he grew up supporting them as a boy. Like, there's no, I want to create world peace in that. There's a, this is my team. I'm going to buy them. Um, he's, he's still working on it. I mean, I think I think Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't even know if he's forty. Um, but yeah, highly, he, he would be an inspiring person. Um, and you get a lot of ideas from him. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, as, as long as you, as long as you're honest with yourself, what your why and purpose is, you can it can resonate more with you. People people deny themselves too often. That's true. Thank you for that uh, tidbit. Um. Yeah, for someone who's how does it is who struggle who might feel small like they want to do something great like you are um and and be and make an impact to other people but they don't know where to start they don't know their why they don't know how to do it and maybe they feel like they don't have anything special to show what will your advice be? like if you were to go to yourself maybe like ten. <laughs> 10 years back you'd be 14 right <laughs> 10 years back 20 years back what will you say to yourself what, I think what, the, the three you things you've got to you've got to find what you enjoy doing so if we're talking to fitness professionals here okay. you might enjoy helping people with a fat loss journey um, a bodybuilding journey um, you know helping people with you know overcoming injuries prehab rehab etc so you've got to find what you enjoy helping people with first and foremost um after, I think that's perfect. Helping people. What yeah, you and it's got to be what you enjoy. Listen, see if somebody came to me and said, "Ricky, I want to step on stage and do a bikini show." So let's let's talk about macros and food prep. Like I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not having that conversation. That you know, that's that's not something which excites me. So as long as you know what that mm-hmm. is, and listen, when when you start, you don't know what that is. So you have to try everything. You have to be prepared to. Be prepared to enjoy things, be prepared to not enjoy things, be bad at things, fail at things. Then the, the second thing is once once you're aware of the area that you want to kind of specialize in is who is already doing that and who's already doing that well and how can you learn from them? So that could be somebody who's reachable, like another fitness professional in your gym. So you could have conversations with them, you can get mentored off them. 
or it could be, you know, someone who's written a book, you can read that, consume their content. You know, we, we live in 2020 now where there's so much content out there. Everything, everything is YouTubeable. Mm-hmm. So you, you can learn so much. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then the, the third thing is start small and own your postcode, which I'm not sure if that will translate to Malaysia. I'm not sure if you'll have postcodes the same way the UK does. Yeah. We have postcodes. Uh, yeah. Different formats, yeah. but yes, we do. But can you... Yeah, Clarify own your postcode because you know, I use this example all the time. There's no point in trying to get 100,000 followers on Instagram if the 10 people in your street do not associate you with being the best at fitness. Ah, oh, I see. Okay, so you're saying basically yeah. um, start local first, start in a small scale yeah. and then own your postcode. Grow. Um, you, you, can, okay. you can embellish that a little bit. Like if you're working in a gym, you want that you know the gym has its own postcode so if that gym has 3000 members and you want to specialize in you know female fitness and confidence well maybe only 500 of those members are actually interested in that so they're only going to think of you they're not going to think of the other seven or eight pts and group fitness instructors so you if you own that space then it makes life so much easier for you to have an effect on people you know everybody looks at the instagram celebrities with a hundred thousand and it's it's not needed yes it's nice i'm sure those guys and girls live very very comfortable lives but you don't actually need that to quote unquote make it in the fitness industry this is true thank you so basically create loyalty around your own like immediate circle first yeah. and then i'll get i'll give you first. one a, really a lot good. of people like this uh, you know i'm stealing this from what i've seen on instagram a few times is if you if you have a thousand followers on instagram what if every single one of those followers give you a pound would would that be good okay. yeah that, that would be yeah nice. so so <laughs> I mean, why is everybody on instagram <laughs> chasing new followers instead of focusing on the two or 300 followers you already have. Because if they were all to give you a pound every single month, then, yeah. And then the trick is you have to learn how you deserve to get a pound off them every single month. So you have to produce content and engage in a certain way. Um, and if, you, if, if you're always looking to get a pound off anyone, you won't get anything off anyone. But you, you get the analogy is stop trying to grow your following and look at the following you already have. And you always, personally, I think you always like over deliver in your social media channels. Like you always try to give value. I think that's a really good. I'm I'm not sure if it's a conscious strategy, but I think it's a really good way to, like, oh, what was that? Sorry. Uh, I think it's a really good way to serve the people you're trying yeah, to serve. Yeah. It would be a conscious thing. Um. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. To pull back from serious topics can you tell me about the funniest moment you've had in teaching maybe teaching virtual classes because i think you've covered this uh, in terms of teaching like normal classes at some point i'm gonna have to tell it anyway because you've said that so probably probably i'll give you two i'll give you the the live and the online so the funniest one with the live is a lot of years ago i used to teach body balance and in body balance <laughs> in body balance at the one. end okay, you on. teach um you know a relaxation meditation 
where basically you know the lights might be turned down and everybody either sits up or lies down and you know the room goes quiet and you just have 10 minutes to yourself well when i was teaching as in i had the microphone on during this relaxation period i thought right i said a few things and then i just said right i want to let it be quiet here for about 30 seconds and i fell asleep and i I've always wanted to ask you, like, how did you get out of that? Who, did someone all I remember like, is being up? aware, you... oh no, I've fallen asleep. And I've not known how long I was asleep for. So it literally, it could have been a nano sleep of two or three seconds, or it could have been two or three minutes. Um, I, th- I think I would remember if it was like half an hour. I would have remembered that you know, from looking at the clock at the time. Um, I mean, if I was in I think I will have probably fall asleep as well. All right. I, all right. <laughs> I think that already yeah, well, trying to make us yeah. feel this moment. Also, can I state that I was very shocked when I heard that Ricky Long has taught body pump? Like, I'll, I'll give you this. I've presented, balance, I've presented has... body balance for Les Mills UK for two years. Yeah. Honestly. So if, if you were to, oh, wow. if you were to get access to old to releases of body balance, you'll see body balance used to be quite different. So they used to have um, much less influence from yoga in body balance. It was much more about we'll stretch, we'll hold positions, whereas now there's much more um, influence from yoga on breath and the spiritual journey. Um, So I was before all that. (laughs) So I was before that. Um, And then... (laughs) I am going to find this. Great, great program. My favorite, along with um, and then the live class, sorry, the online class, funny thing is every night when we're teaching, all our evening classes start at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And at 20 past six, every single night, our dog, Murphy, makes an appearance in every single class. So there's us straight. Yep, exact same time. It's always 20 past six. At the exact same time. Um, he, uh, and he'll always do something funny so the best one was when i was trying to do push-ups and he crawled underneath me so is he's literally and he's trying to lick my face um he'll do the same that same to Lindsay. what he actually did with Lindsay the other night which was really funny is Lindsay was doing push-ups and he jumped up so he had his front two paws on Lindsay's back as she was trying to do push-ups <laughs> so that would be the funniest thing oh, wow. he's not is, heavy is, but is heavy? you know is he just He's more delicate than anything else. You know, he's, he's not a very robust dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, obviously, you know how he looks like, but sometimes, you know, small can mean yeah, I'll, I'll, big and... I'd have him down for about 12 <laughs> kilos or so. So, I mean... I, I remember there was that one virtual class you taught in which... Um, I, I think there was a quote from you that was like, uh, I'm blow yep. coaching the dog. Yeah, I remember, like, laughing... I, I try to catch your classes when I can, but obviously if it's yeah, uh, 6 yeah. p.m. there, it's almost yeah, like get, here. He always so. gets involved. <laughs> not, not real. <laughs> that, thank you for sharing. Um, yeah, okay, so we're coming to the end of like my questions for you. Thank you for your time, Ricky. Uh, this is just going to be like a quick yes, no, or choose your preferred thing ses- uh, session as in final questions. So, uh, okay. Uh, Cat or dog person? Uh, <laughs> I 
I know. You for, loyal, right? for, thir- for 32 years of my life, I <laughs> would have been a right? cat exclusive person. Um, give me, yeah, then I met Murphy, so now I'm a dog met- person. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Well, if you ever put yes. Harry, uh, is your cat's name Harry? <laughs> yes. If you ever put him up for adoption, I'll, I'll take him. <laughs> uh, sweet. Sweet or salty? Okay. Well, as soon as he says sweet or salt, salty, I just thought about popcorn. And... Oh, okay. Great. I was thinking chocolate. Uh... <laughs> yeah, chocolate. Yeah, just definitely be sweet. Yes. Okay. That's good <laughs> we're, we're in the same camp then. <laughs> um, summer. Winter or summer? <laughs> Come to Malaysia. You'll be happy. <laughs> And that's all I have for you. Awesome. This has been great. For your time, Ricky. It's been great to connect with you as well. Like, I've really missed you. Obviously. Thank you again. Uh, have a great day. Yeah, so do I. So do I. On your side. <laughs> all right. I'll speak to you soon. Take care, Ricky. Bye. Bye.